New year, new face. France's youngest ever president uh, naming the country's youngest ever prime minister. We'll ask why Emmanuel Macron chose to replace Elisabeth Borne with Gabriel Attal. And we'll chart the meteoric rise of a 34-year-old Parisian who's already enjoyed stints as city councillor, party spokesperson, budget minister, government spokesperson, most recently education minister. Of course, it's France. And with so much power concentrated inside the gates of the presidential palace, the title of prime minister doesn't carry the same clout as perhaps elsewhere in Europe. With a minority government in parliament and polling in the doldrums, how much will the term-limited Macron micromanage? the most charismatic head of government France has seen in a long while. First test coming up with a compelling narrative that uh, can counter the far right, where Marine Le Pen's got an even younger party leader, Jordan Bardella, 28, who for now tops all polls for next June's European elections. For a Macron who sometimes seemed to lay, want to lay claim to the title of president of Europe, uh, a, a new high for the far right would certainly not be a great look come the month of June. Today in the France 24 debate, we're asking how much of a reboot and is uh, Gabriel Attal a potential successor? With us, Mireille Clapeau, member of parliament for Emmanuel Macron's Renaissance uh, party, who is uh, in her home district uh, this uh, Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. With us as well, Léa Chambosel, host of the French politics uh, podcast, Popol, author of More Women in Politics. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Welcome back as well to Gil Mahaley, editor-in-chief of the news magazine Causeur. How Good evening. Things? And with us, uh, political strategist Philippe Morochevrolet, president of MCBG Consulting. Hey. Good night. Things. Good. Uh, your reactions on the hashtag F24 debate. Youngest prime minister, first openly gay prime minister, a former socialist with uh, policies uh, like the ban on the Muslim abaya in schools that now please the right. Gabriel Attal ticking a lot of boxes. Oliver Ferry has more on a man on the move who in his rise has never held the same portfolio for more than two years at a time. At 34 years old, Gabriel Attal steps into the hot seat as Prime Minister. With a 41% approval rate, he polls better than most French politicians and emits an air of a diligent pupil. He's young, for sure. He'll go a long way. It looks as if he knows what he's doing, even if I personally don't share his politics. He's a good communicator, for sure. He will now head up the government, a role that some pupils mistakenly conferred on him on a recent school visit. It was a good premonition for the ambitious young technocrat. When named education minister five months ago, he was keen to present a steely exterior. There comes a time when tolerance and indulgence have their limits. We're done with not making a fuss about this. Gabriel Attal has shown himself to be a canny communicator, both in the field and in leading educational reforms. Sur la question de l'abaya, une revalorisation pour l'ensemble des enseignants, une tenue scolaire unique, la lutte contre le harcèlement scolaire. His closeness to the president has earned him the moniker Baby Macron. Le ministre va vous répondre. His rise has been a meteoric one. A member of parliament at 28, junior minister at 29, then government spokesman and minister. 
Patel has been regularly entrusted with putting the government's message out on TV appearances. He started off on the left of French politics, but in 2016 he was one of the first to join Emmanuel Macron's new party. I think Macron's strength will be to bring together people who might be from different parties but who agree on what matters most. He takes over from Elizabeth Bourne and becomes the youngest prime minister of France's Fifth Republic. Amiré Clapeau, talk us through what's happened in the last days. We had uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, giving his uh, uh, wishes to the nation, the annual address that's on New Year's Eve. Um, at the time, there was talk, perhaps, of some kind of a government shakeup. And then things seemed to happen quite fast. The prime minister resigns. And then there's more of a wait before the uh, confirmation that it is indeed Atal. What's going on? First of all, uh, I would like to remind that Elizabeth Bourne uh, was uh, a very good prime minister. Uh, I, I was confident that uh, she could have uh, worked more for uh, our republic, but uh, she did a lot. Uh, it was not easy. And uh, certainly after the end of December, uh, where there were some difficulties uh, with uh, the law um, for immigration, uh, certainly President Emmanuel Macron wanted to start uh, a new year, year 2024, uh, with uh, new faces, uh, new people. And uh, he asked uh, Elizabeth Bond to resign. And then uh, it took uh, several hours uh, to get um, the name of the new prime minister, which is known uh, uh, now Gabriel Attal. And now we are waiting for the list of the ministers. Uh, I have to say that it's uh, not so usual. Uh, usually we have at the same time, uh, in uh, one hour, <coughs> the, next, the, res the resign of uh, the prime minister, the designation of the new one, and the list of the new ministers. So certainly um, there is a will uh, of Emmanuel Macron to show that uh, he is able to start on new bases. Uh, there will be a, continu a continuity uh, in the project, uh, but it's true that um, th the way it's going, it's uh, not usual uh, in the Fifth Republic. Yeah, Mireille Clapeau, uh, the French are politics junkies, and yet uh, he, the three preceding uh, prime ministers were unknown. Uh, basically unknown <laughs> before they were named. This time it's not the case. Gabriel Attal uh, is someone who's familiar to the public. Why is Emmanuel Macron choosing someone who's openly more political? I think that uh, this uh, second term uh, is uh, different from the first one, uh, especially because the majority uh, as the parliament is uh, not an absolute majority, it's a relative one. Uh, we were confident in June uh, 2022 that um, we would be able uh, to, to build a majority, uh, to build a coalition uh, um, bill of law per bill of law. Uh, it was partly uh, right because uh, we were able um, to pass uh, more than 50 laws. But we have to admit that it's uh, it's a hard fight, and I think that um, as um, in uh, this year there will be some uh, um, election for the European uh, members of Parliament. Uh, we have to start a new way of uh, working, and certainly we have uh, to be more um, uh, in face with uh, 
uh, the, the needs uh, with um, uh, what uh, people, um, uh, uh, French citizens, are awaiting. Uh, we have uh, to convince them, and certainly it's more the time now for uh, professional uh, political communication, where we know that Gabriel Attal uh, is very strong at. Right. Uh, so the need for a reboot, the near more uh, professional communication. 24 hours ago at this time, Philippe Rochevolet, you were commenting with us uh, in real time as the news was dropping. And you were saying Emmanuel Macron's not a guy who likes to be upstaged. Uh, so is yeah, this, that's the is first this a time. gamble? That's the first time that Why he really he acts that? under pressure with a significant choice. Usually he doesn't want to beg to the public demand. He doesn't want to, uh, to but respond he, he, to the he public demand. You were saying he doesn't like it when he doesn't like his it number when it, two no. might get more of the light than he does. Yes, um, Gabriel Attal has many, many good points. He's, a, he's, a, he's someone with, uh, he's got the trust of the head of state because he's been loyal to him from the beginning. Uh, he's also close to Brigitte Macron, to uh, uh, Mrs. Macron, to the lady in charge, because he's been handling the education sector quite according to what she wants. And she, she matters that much? She, has she matters a lot in the education department. So he both gained the trust of both of them. And, uh, is so she has a say in who's named prime minister. It's better to be in a good... Uh, in her good books. Good books, yes. Of course, be as close to the two of them. And uh, he knows how to operate, how to navigate in the Macronist uh, camp. And the other thing that is good about him is coming from the left. He's openly gay, uh, so he's modern. He's a liberal in a way. Uh, but on this, in the mint, in the, on the same time, you know, le, en même temps, that's the big Macron. That was his 2017 that, uh, yes, campaign mantra. Yes, it brings mantra. some fresh air. That's a little bit from the left, you, a bit from the right. It makes you think that we are back 2017, mm. 2017, because he's like, he's uh, fresh. He's uh, both liberal and conservative, a mix of the two. Uh, he's openly gay and is a, a young uh, guy coming from the left, but in the same time, at the same time. Is saying things that you know the far right could say, and he is the most popular minister amongst the far right voters. That's something that is quite unique in this government. It, it's a it's an uncommon mix, and uh, the government and Emmanuel Macron needed this guy in order to do one thing: winning or not losing too much the European elections coming up in June. That's the main task he has. So, a guy who comes from the left but is popular with those who vote for the far right. What does that tell you, Gil Mayley? <clears throat> that it's, um, it's one of those very rare cases and we see someone who is a natural political talent. We don't know why he's so popular because there's nothing special about him. He never said anything particularly smart, but probably he says what people want to hear at the time that they want to hear in the way that they wanted to hear this. And, you know, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, he's not only a technocrat. He's in politics in 2014. He was elected in the municipality uh, near Paris. He then made his way to the Macronie at the beginning. And there were many people at the time that wanted to... Uh, to move forward, and we know that it was a big failure. Uh, Macron said that he's going to open to talent, to a social, uh, to, to civil society, and we, we're going to see a, a, a fireworks of talent. It was a freak show. 
those who made a career was those who came either from a party in the in the in the in the right or party all those who who came with a, at with the end of the day professional the politicians the marcheur the marcheur didn't didn't succeed he's one of the he's one of those who were not really established before and he uh, he showed that he has this gift this something which is uh, no one can define but you know when he says things people think it's wonderful and someone someone else says the same thing people are mocking him and saying he's stupid and uh, you know teflon it's called teflon nothing sticks to him only good things sticks to him and uh, macron has this intelligence not to go against it even if you don't understand why it works it's like macron why did macron succeed in 2014 2015 2016 very often he was ridiculous there was a buzz around him though there was a buzz there was something there yeah that was way beyond anything we can describe as talent or intelligence because the first time he was elected to anything was to be the president of the of, of, of france uh it's not as if he did many things before but there was a miracle there was something that happened between him and public opinion so and two two and it's this it's the second time that we see such a phenomenon so two characters with a lot of charisma whether you like them or not leon chambon said is that a recipe for sparks uh, we saw that uh, uh french president francois mitterrand for instance was uh, notorious in undermining uh, Michel Rocard when he was prime minister. Yeah, there is definitely a risk and this is also why I get quite confused when it it comes to trying to analyze Macron's strategical political choices. And for that sake, I'm quite surprised that he actually decided to appoint uh, Gabriel Attal. It is true that he has a sort of sympathy, uh, especially when it comes to the member of the parliament. So I was talking this afternoon with a former member of the parliament that was telling me that beforehand, when he was coming around to the... He, he was the spokesperson of the of the government, so he was obviously dealing a lot with the, the majority. And he he's known for being extremely friendly and very diplomatic and he, he and, how about, and how about the education ministry? That's known traditionally as a graveyard for political careers. Exactly, but he stayed there only for six months, even though he did a lot of things. And uh, as, uh, as you, were, you were saying before, it was extremely he said, conservative. He said a lot of things. It was extremely conservative, etc. So in, indeed, we could think that Macron was trying to... Um, you know, like make his left a bit harder in the sense that uh, Gabriel Attal says that it comes from the left, uh, even though he actually pushed for like very conservative reform, that he didn't do anything for the, against the immigration bill, etc., etc. So we we obviously well, I'm not surprised that he's one of the most popular minister among the far right. Far right. He's talked sorry, up issues wing. like the um, uh, uh, banning the abaya in schools. Exactly. I mean, and doing the test runs on having so school uniforms, which is something that had to be 2023 school uniforms is very surprising and extremely conservative when it comes to this. So It's, it's populist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And populist for, for that sake. So it's uh, it's interesting and I'm, I'm quite surprised. The only reason I can see if I were Emmanuel Macron, which I'm definitely not, as you can tell, but uh, I would probably appoint Gabriel Attal just because he's too ambitious. And also because Gabriel Attal is facing a, a political situation that is 
a catastrophe. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a terrible situation at the parliament because obviously the majority is extremely relative. Also, after the immigration bill, it's even worse now. He has to be dealing with the right. He has to be dealing with like the upcoming elections. Also mm. at the government, it's quite complicated. There is like a, a lot of ministers that hate him as Darmanin. They have a lot of friction bef between them. So I, the only reason I can see as a strategical decision from Macron is that he wants him to fail and to make sure that he won't have any shadow after that. All right. Mireille Klepo, I'm sure you disagree, but let me ask you uh, about relations with Parliament, since, uh, uh, as Leah was saying, there's no outright majority. Back in 2022, when uh, uh, the results came in, Emmanuel Macron pledged that uh, he would work across the aisle. Instead, what we've seen the last 20 months is uh, a lot of bills rammed through by decree. Uh, can Gabriel Attal change the dynamic where you are in Parliament? Well, I hope so. Um, I am myself from uh, a, a party uh, from the left wing of the ruling party, En Commun. Um, I have the impression that members of Parliament uh, are not enough involved um, in decision of the government and decision of uh, Emmanuel Macron. Of course, I'm supporting um, President Emmanuel Macron, but I would like to have a comeback to the spirit of the institutions of the fifth. So, what, what can what can Attal do concretely uh, to be able to uh, get compromises and legislation that's passed uh, through uh, votes in Parliament instead of decrees? Uh, first of all, I have to mention that uh, the budgets, uh, the finance law, have to be passed through this uh, decrees, uh, what we call the 49.3, uh, because there is no other solution. When you don't have a majority, you have uh, to, to avoid the blackout and you, you have to pass uh, a budget through um, decrees. Uh, but for uh, the law about uh, pensions, uh, for uh, for example, uh, we could have avoided it. And I hope that uh, this uh, talent uh, that Gabriel Hattel has, uh, this um, natural diplomacy, this natural um, friendship, uh, will be used uh, to negotiate uh, very early uh, with um, the ruling party, and there are several uh, components of the ruling party, and with the opposition, of course, not far right and uh, far left, uh, but I think that he will uh, have to be um, more diplomatic and to collaborate uh, in another way, in a most efficient way with us. A, a, different, a different tone. Let me just ask you uh, for our international audience here, Mireille Clapeau. Uh, this is a man educated within the same two zip codes of the left bank of Paris. He went to uh, uh, this very exclusive private school. Then he went to a law school in the 6th arrondissement before attending the uh, uh, elite uh, Sciences Po Political Science Institute. Uh, he's uh, been on this track to power ever since you could argue he was a teenager. Um, does that make him out of touch? The, the base of uh, our project of uh, Emmanuel Macron is to consider not from where you come, but where you are going. And um, I myself have, have a completely different uh, uh, education because I was born in a, in a small village in a rural area. 
and uh, I only uh, was in the public schools. And um, th that makes no difference. We have to consider the future and not uh, the past. Uh, and for example, Elizabeth Bourne uh, is a, a very nice uh, lady, as I mentioned, and she's uh, 60 years old and he's uh, younger. And uh, he, she's a woman, he's a man, and, but that, that's a collective uh, spirit that we have and we, we shouldn't uh, insist too much of, uh, uh, on uh, his past because uh, it has uh, no influence. Uh, he, will, um, he will do, I'm confident he will do uh, the best uh, for the general interest of uh, French and that, and, that, and that he's not out of touch. You mentioned at the outset of our conversation uh, uh, Elisabeth Bonn, uh, in uh, 20 months, uh, uh, she will have rammed through unpopular pension and immigration reform bills. Earlier at the handover ceremony, uh, the now former prime minister speaking to her experiences, France is uh, the only second female prime minister. I have never shied away from a reform. I have carried out the projects that I felt were right and necessary for a country. I held firm to the president's vision. Today I feel humbled. I am aware of all that remains to be accomplished. I know what is at stake before us, and we have to pull together in response. Is, there, is that a slight dig, Léa Chamboncel, into how much the glass ceiling has been uh, broken? There again, I mean, uh, when uh, Elizabeth How do you interpret Bourne, the words of, of, of Elisabeth Bonner? there? Um, very common. I mean, it, there's nothing revolutionary in what she's saying. She's just saying that we need to. Do, there's more work to be done. Uh, she must be a bit disappointed, obviously, because what she went through is quite harsh. You know, she was appointed in a... Again, a very difficult situation. She had to, do, to go through with the, with the bill on, um, on the pensions, and then she had to go through uh, a numerous of 49.3, uh, and also she had yeah, to Yeah, Article 49.3 is when you, you transfer a voting on a bill into a vote of confidence. So basically it's Exactly, yeah. exactly. So she had to deal with that, which was very, very tough. And also she had to deal with the immigration bill. And after that, they were saying to her, well, basically, thank you for your service, you know, you're done. And uh, so obviously her reaction is pretty normal. She's probably a bit disappointed and she probably believes that there is a lot more to do. But uh, what's interesting also, and uh, um, what uh, maybe Macron can be very confident on one thing when it comes to appointing Gabriel Attal, is that Gabriel Attal has a perfect understanding of the French parliament. When it comes, well, he used to be the, the, the conseiller parlementaire, parliamentary uh, advisor to uh, Marisol Touraine during five years. So he was there the at minister. the parliament, you know, uh, dealing uh, with all all the groups, the majority, etc., from the on the former government, the socialist government. So he has a perfect understanding of that. So he knows how to talk to members of the parliament. He knows how the bills are precisely passed. He knows probably um, the internal reglement of the National Assembly by heart. So it shows that uh, Perhaps um, Macron's willing is to give more power, uh, more, which I, I doubt in the end, but we'll see, uh, to the parliament. And maybe Macron has understood that he can't overcome the parliament. It ha it's, he still has three years and a half to go mm. through and he can't be overcoming the parliament 
for every bill. It's but not as, sustainable. But as Gil Mahaley was saying earlier, first uh, there's a battle coming up in June. Yep. Uh, his nomination seen by some pundits as a, 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 a as this uh, a confrontation of young protégés ahead of European elections. Marine Le Pen's ticket topper, uh, Jordan Bardella, was 26 when he was handpicked to head the National Rally uh, Party. Same as in last time around in 2019, polls have the far right uh, tops uh, going into uh, the uh, going into those uh, European elections, and they, even by a wider margin, if the election uh, were held uh, tomorrow, where we see the graph of Philippe Moreau uh, Chevrolet. So. Uh, It'll, it's, a, it's not a great look at the European level. If no, the, the Gabriel Attal was in, is one of the very, very few persons that could handle a debate against Jordan Bardella. So why not put him as head of the list and for the European elections in that case? Because um, I guess he needed a prime minister and he didn't have many choices. <laughs> and he's the best one for this scenario. I think he will be the true head of campaign uh, in these European elections. He's the true poster boy of the campaign, at least. And uh, he needed some new, fresh blood. I mean, the, uh, obviously, Macron's side is very weakened by the pension reform debate. We have like 60 frondeurs, as we call them, people from the majority Dissidents, that don't uh, vote systematically with the majority, yeah. backbenchers. And uh, this is a huge problem. Maybe Gabriel Attal has the experience to help him in that department. He's not really a political... Uh, you know, uh, champion. I mean, he doesn't have any experience in the leading of people politically speaking. He has maybe a technical experience, but not really a political one. So he won't replace what was missing in Elizabeth Bourne, which was the talent for building coalitions, the ability to weigh in political decisions in the parliament in order to compose majorities. I'm not too sure that he would succeed in that. Uh, I think it's still a problem lingering. But at least he can reasonably lose the European elections by a, a smaller margin. <clears throat> uh, do, do you see Gil Mihaly as ordinary citizens will be comparing Gabriel Attal with Jordan Bardella, this 28-year-old uh, this, uh, head of the national rallies ticket for the European elections? I think Macron knows that uh, people vote for the leader. Uh, in 2017... Um, uh, Macron's party had the majority, even though uh, most of the people that were elected were unknown, uh, including uh, Gabriel Attal uh, himself. Uh, they voted for Macron uh, six uh, weeks after they voted for Macron for the presidential elections. So, if this he, is different, though, European No, elections. it's the, exactly the same thing. If uh, Gabriel Attal will be able, by magic, by the magic that... Macron believes he has in his hands. Transform um, the 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 the, 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 the atmosphere, make something positive. People will vote for the Macron object, whoever the names on the list are, whichever whomever the, the name of the list are, doesn't matter. No, nobody cares about the elections for the for the uh, uh, European Parliament. Pro, very often, people don't know who are the people. They give, uh, they, they, they give a, it's, it's, it's a way to say something to the president. So if the president, through Gabriel Attal, will create a positive atmosphere, he can then, that gap. then there will be dividends in the next, uh, in the next uh, election. I think he hopes that this is what will happen.
Just a quick word on this. Uh, Philippe Morochevrolet, the far-right electorate today, it uh, used to be the working-class electorate that used to vote left-wing in a lot of cases before. Uh, what, what, what message can Gabriel Attal effectively bring to them? I talk like you. I think like you. I may be coming from the left. I may be gay, but I'm still like you, more like you than anyone else in my majority. So you can listen to me. And it's efficient. The proof is in, the, in eating the pudding, as you said. The polls uh, gives that numbers, uh, higher numbers for Gabriel Attal in the government from the right-wing voters, far right-wing voters, than anyone else. So he is successful in that department. And I think he Even though, he, as we were saying earlier, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Sure he is. But look at Marine Le Pen. She's born with several <laughs> silver spoons. I mean, with a castle <laughs> in the outskirts of Paris. So it's, we are talking about the French elite. And the election is still amongst the French elite. That's right. the truth about it. So before uh, Attal's appointment... Uh, Jordan Bardella may be different. Yes. Maybe may an exception. He's, he's more, yeah, more of an exception. Before Attal's appointment on Monday, the head of the socialists list for those upcoming European elections qualified the importance of this event. Yes, it is written in the Constitution, but in practice, you and I know this is not the case. The President of the Republic directs, determines, and defines down to the detail the policies that lead in France. And that is indeed the problem. So we have a Constitution, and we should respect it. And we should stop seeing the ministers and prime ministers as collaborators. The President should preside, and the government should govern. Raphael Grucksmann, uh, who went on to say uh, that, I'll give you a scoop, uh, the name of the new prime minister is going to be Emmanuel Macron, the name of the new <laughs> education minister is going to be Emmanuel Macron, the name of the new foreign secretary is going to be Emmanuel Macron. Is he, is he correct with hindsight now that it is Gabriel Attal? I believe he is, unfortunately, because um, Emmanuel Macron, he's known for, you know, just like thinking on his own, taking the decision he wants, and sometimes he even takes a decision without letting know his uh, ministers. But will he act the, the same with, with a more political PM than he will with his predecessors? Why would he change? I mean, it's been on like that for like five years, so I hardly see why he would make a difference, especially he fits with someone that is extremely loyal to him. We need to remind that uh, uh, Gabriel Attal says often that he owes everything to Emmanuel Macron. So he's extremely loyal. Um, I think he will be just implementing the politics of the president, whereas uh, the prime minister is uh, the, the, the thinking head of uh, the government. So also, you know, like most of the political journalists, as I am, were discussing it and also talking about the entire government that will be nominated soon. Um, it's, it's likely and it's almost uh, obvious that Macron will, you know, appoint the people himself and he won't be leaving uh, Gabriel Attal making his choices. So I don't think things will change. Nothing, I, nothing no, will change. I, but Macron, Macron could find himself with a Macron, just like Hollande was very, he had every confidence in Macron and vice versa, until the moment where there was no confidence. He took a risk with Gabriel Attal. I think he thinks that he can manage the risk because he, took, he, he appointed uh, non-charismatic uh, prime ministers before. Macron doesn't like people who are equal. He's working with subordinates only. And, and you see even in his majority, no one, no one, there are no talents. 
There are only uh, mediocre people who are executing. He had the, the only big challenge was François Bayrou. And since uh, Macron is very lucky, François Macron exploded on a political mine three weeks after he was appointed because I can't yeah. see... Yeah, I can't gotta, see he, how Macron can... François Barou is from another centrist party and who has a... Um, and he has... A he has... He has... He has power. A he's not, problem he's not a, a creature. A trial. He's not a creature of Macron. Macron doesn't work, of a, doesn't work with people who are not his creatures. He, he's, he can't work with someone he didn't create. Mi, mi, but, I, mi, but Hollande created Macron. And we know how it ended. Mireille Clapeau. Yes. <laughs> Do, do you want me to, to comment? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> explanations. Um, well, Emmanuel Macron is certainly not a perfect man, uh, but uh, he was very skilled uh, at uh, becoming a president by convincing a majority of French people and giving again um, uh, the, the, the taste uh, for politics. And um, I'm sure that now that he has... Uh, uh, maybe I will not use the, the word creature, but somebody uh, he trusts uh, fully, um, Gabriel Attal. So now I think um, he will start again with um, convincing uh, French people uh, that uh, he's able to, to embark people to, to convince them. Uh, yeah, but the question is, is he, gonna, is he going to stay out of micromanaging what happens uh, in government? You heard Raphael Glucksmann's words there, the head of the socialist list, saying that the problem isn't, in fact, he says it's not even Macron the problem. The problem is, is that the executive in, in, under the Fifth Republic has a lot of power. And so you micromanage because the temptation is always there. Yes, yes. Uh, in a way, it's true that uh, Emmanuel Macron uh, has a trend to micromanagement. Uh, but um, mm, mm, I, I noticed uh, when uh, Gabriel Attal uh, uh, was named uh, as Minister for Education that uh, we could almost have uh, this situation where Emmanuel Macron um, and maybe uh, his wife uh, would be the Minister of Education. But he, he gave some... Uh, uh, some uh, main uh, trends, and uh, Gabriel Attal was uh, intelligent enough to take uh, this um, this advice and this direction, and uh, to use them, and to appropriate them, and to um, to to put uh, his own mark. For example, with uh, Abaya uh, that uh, that was uh, banned uh, from schools. For example, uh, with uh, authority, he used uh, a lot the word of authorities uh, because um, uh, French citizens and French parents want uh, the comeback of authority in schools. So he was uh, he, he was acting the proper way to get the confidence of um, uh, the president, and I'm sure that as a prime minister, uh, he will use the same technique. Uh, to, to, to take the words of, and, the, and the direction of President Macron and then to apply them uh, his own way, and especially uh, by negotiating with the parliament. Mm. For Macron, it's all about a second win to his second and last term as president. Uh, uh, we can show you images of him on Monday.
uh, touting the virtues of uh, 30 minutes of exercise a day. This to mark 200 days to go till Paris Host Olympics. He's have, he has boxing gloves there, and you see uh, the sandbag behind him. Macron, in his New Year's address to the nation, pledged that 2024 would be the year of what he calls civic rearmament. Continue acting in the interest of the nation. We are determined to act for the schools, for childhood, and for education in order to reestablish the level of our students, the authority of our professors, and the strength of our secular and republican teaching. After economic renewal, state renewal, and renewal of our public services, we should now undertake a civic renewal. You talked earlier about Emmanuel Macron's, you know, Traditional recipe, the best from the left, the best from the right. Yeah. His New Year's message, though, talking about authority, talking about... Uh, well, he's, uh, he's talking... Uh, values, this is... He's talking, on be, he's talking about being on the left and on the right at the same time, but he's mainly on the right. What does right. he mean by civic rearmament? <laughs> Uh, God knows. I mean, it's no, it's it's. I'm joking. I'm joking. There is a direction that he follows. He's been following for a long time now, and we should pay close attention to it because it's significant. He's been uh, toying with the idea, playing with the idea that we could have this uh, military service in the civil form, uh, SNU, Service National Universel. Uh, it's like civic duties for the youth, and it's a direction he's been following for many years now. Gabriel Attal had this. Gabriel Attal was the initiator. Uh, the operational initiator of, yes. of it, and I think that's partly why he was chosen. And it's like in this alignment of thoughts that the Macron has with the uh, conservative part of the left. Uh, it's going technical there, but it's something that we call the Printemps Républicain. Uh, that has been a think tank that was uh, a little bit leaning on the right, but, but from the left side, advocating for being, you know, against religion, basically, in the, civil, in the public arena. We want to promote laicite. Uh, I don't secular values. Secular values as a fight. This is not only, you know, pleading for secular values. It's mm. fighting for secular values. And it's following, he has been following this path. And education is the only, maybe one of the only meaningful things policies that he really built year after year in a coherent uh, direction. And uh, Attal was the, uh, was the maker of all these things. And I think that's something significant. He wants to uh, kind, kind of, you know, the youth needs to be enregimented, instructed, given some directions, maybe uh, tell to some of them that they need to be in factories, the other ones should be head of companies. We need to, you know, realign the use with the, our values. And that talk, that's, speaks a lot, that speaks volume to the core electorate of Emmanuel Macron, which is the senior citizens. And the senior citizens, they vote for Macron like more than 70% in the, uh, in the older categories. So it's, it's very coherent. And that hidden engine in Macron's car is something that we didn't really take enough into account. Uh, more broadly, Gil Mahaley, there was a sense during the 2022 election coming out of the COVID pandemic that uh, the French citizens wanted uh, a welfare state that protected them. The feeling that decades of uh, 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 the, their institutions had been sapped over a long period of time. Is, is that what Emmanuel Macron is addressing here? Well, actually, I think it's a good point that Philippe uh, raised because we are talking about the age of the prime minister when we should be talking maybe about the age of the voters. <laughs> the age of the voters. That's true. And they are over 50, and they, they vote uh, in quite high, high percentage. And 
maybe they are not the ones that need this kind of protection. They feel already that they are protected. And we can, we can say that globally, uh, if, if you are looking about the sociology of uh, Macron's strategy, he is talking a lot about the youth because part of the things you have to say is that the youth is our future. And together we can achieve everything. But actually what he does is to favor the senior citizens. Uh, to have a politics that goes uh, in the way of 50-plus uh, uh, citizens and uh, people who are already retired. It's a law of numbers because, well, France, like all of its neighbors, is a country that's aging. Yeah, definitely, but not just. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Macron is, is in a situation right now that is quite complicated for him after the vote of uh, the immigration bill. Um, we saw that on the 21st of January, over 200 uh, um, intellectuals, uh, actors, people from the, the, the world of culture have been, asked, have been uh, calling for a big demonstration and uh, this is a, something that he's facing. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big challenge also. A lot of um, people that were very close to him, like Jean-Marc Borrello, that is the head of Groupe SOS, that was his uh, left uh, wing, like left wing, closest person, actually decided not to, to agree on this bill, neither. And uh, He's not close to the to the president anymore. So the challenge that um, he will be facing, even for the elections, because obviously what kind of project is the Renaissance going to show for the elections? Is it going to be a bit more leftist or is it going to be a bit more right? Is it's, it's extremely confusing what's going on. And Macron said something that uh, we, you probably noticed. Uh, he said that he will have a big meeting with the nation in January. And we still don't know what it is. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's coming up. Mireille Clapeau knows. What is that big meeting ah. he's going to have? <laughs> Interesting. Congratulations, Mireille. I, I'm afraid uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, the, just before the COVID, uh, when uh, we had the yellow jackets, uh, there was a great debate uh, in France, and it was very efficient. And we had some um, citizenship conventions uh, on uh, ecology, uh, on climate, and there was one on um, a, a bill of law about um, a, a end of end of life, uh, a And uh, I think that uh, wh what he means certainly is that uh, uh, we have to organize such debates. Uh, because uh, today, um, I regret it because I'm a, an elected member of parliament, uh, people um, do not trust uh, us enough and they want to be uh, more involved uh, in a decision and uh, they, um, they are fond of uh, this uh, citizenship uh, convention. And therefore, I, I think it's uh, such a, uh, a process or maybe it will be with the parties or I don't know, but he feels and certainly he, he is right because that is very uh, intuitive. He thinks that we have uh, to, um, to rebuild uh, a link uh, with the citizens, not only with the senior citizens, but also with the young citizens uh, that are concerned with ecology. And uh, there is a problem of housing also. So we have a lot of reforms uh, to, 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 to adopt. And we are not able to adopt reforms, to vote for them, if there is not an, an acceptation, if people don't accept it. And for that, uh, we have to discuss with citizens. So. Certainly, it's uh, what he calls uh, this appointment with the nation.
All right, the point with the nation. Before we go, uh, we're out of time. But uh, Philippe Moreau-Chevrolet, uh, a snap poll by the group Odexa saying uh, 53% approve of the... Well, that's a landslide in France, 53% approve of Gabriel Attal. Yeah, sure, but uh, let's wait that's day one. for two months and let's, let's see what it becomes. Okay. Many I'll thanks. We, we cut heads in For a week. Léa Chamboncel, Philippe Moreau-Chevrolet, Gil Mahaley, uh, uh, and Mireille Clapeau, I want to thank you all for being with us here in the France 24 debate.